48 degrees in Bedford, 49 in Lynchburg, 47 in Roanoke and Salem, 50 in Danville, 50 in Appomattox, and 48 in Amherst. Wow. 806 on the morning jam. I'll take that 80 degree. We were talking about it actually with our guest, Mike Robinson, yeah. uh, running for sheriff in Amherst County. Mm-hmm. Uh, that 80 degree weather. It's yeah. bad for the hunters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good morning, Mike. How you doing? Morning, sir. How are you? Doing well. So there are uh, there are a lot of candidates running for uh, Amherst County Sheriff uh, right now. I think there's uh, uh, six. Four of us. Four. Yes. Oh, sorry. I don't know where I got that. That's all right. Uh, I've, I've, tried, I, I've got to keep up with a lot of different counties. <laughs> um, so there's four of you uh, yes, that are running. Now tell me uh, what made you want to get into this rat race we call politics. Well, I don't, I don't really want to do the politic thing. I just want to be the sheriff of Amherst County. Uh, I think we can do better than what uh, what we're getting currently. And for the citizens, uh, I believe that we need to give them better service and provide them a safer community. So uh, I, I have over 26 years of experience in law enforcement between Amherst County and the city of Lynchburg. So uh, I want to put some of those skills to use and, and hopefully uh, make it a better place to work. So how long... Um how long has it been since you were his former captain? How long has it been since you were uh, in law enforcement? Uh, I, I retired from Lynchburg Police Department in 2000, October of 2018. Okay. All right. So you were you were in Amherst and then you went to Lynchburg? Yes, ma'am. Okay. All right. Very good. Uh, now, let's talk a little bit about your background. Are you from this area originally? Yes, ma'am. I'm born and bred in uh, Madison Heights, okay. where I graduated the Amherst County School System, and uh, I've raised my family. I have a daughter that's 29 and a son that's 25. Uh, now I have two grandkids. And Wow. So okay. yeah, I've been here all my life and served with uh i started my public safety service in 1988 with manelison fire and rescue which i'm currently the president of the corporation now for the last four years so i've always served in some form or fashion and i went to work at the sheriff's office in 1992 under sheriff mike cox and worked my way up to captain all right so uh, you mentioned um you know serving one of the things that we love here on the on the morning jam is we love our veterans um and we donate a lot of time don't we to mm-hmm, them mm-hmm. uh so not only do you have that but based on what i i saw you're also a, a veteran is that right well i did i did go through the Air, united states air force when i graduated high school graduated uh-huh. basic training uh went to my technical school at which time uh, i was given an opportunity and I, I i left the service at that time okay so all right so i got that wrong no, too. I'm, that's getting right. no that's, I'm getting everything that's perfectly fine. i could have swore i read that that they said you were a veteran all right well i got that wrong um so tell us what you've learned the most from from your training that you think uh lends itself to being a uh being the sheriff well during my leadership i guess you learn more than uh about leading people and how to get them to perform at certain levels Mm -hmm. and i think i do that very well Uh, to me success as a leader is bringing the people up from under you the younger ones and uh, making it where they can be successful uh, and hopefully take over your spot and do mm-hmm. a better job than you did. To right. me, that's that's the level of success I, I consider a leader. Yeah. It's like being a coach. Correct. Yeah. So um, if you were to, to get the job as sheriff, what is the uh, what challenges do you think you would face? 
Uh, right now, one of the biggest challenges, whether it's twofold within the county, and Amherst is no different than any other locality really in the country right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're experiencing a drug epidemic that are taking young lives sure. at an alarming rate. Uh, but currently, the sheriff's office uh, is at least nine officers short and have been for some time. Wow. So we, ha- we have an uh, employment problem that the men and women that are there, they cannot be proactive doing law enforcement. They're just simply being reactive because they're mm-hmm. so shorthanded. So we've, we've got to fill those vacancies with quality people. We've got to do good re- recruitment and retention uh, about the best and brightest among us. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully we can get them to come to Amherst for somewhere that people want to be a police officer again. And uh, so once we take care of the, the vacancy problems, then we can start addressing on a more uh, serious note and uh, with with the people what about um some of the situations that we've had out of the uh amherst department over the past few years there have been some pretty bungled cases yes, uh, we have had interviews with with some of the people that have been affected by that yes ma'am um that's a problem absolutely and what would you do to work with that but i mean i mean literally we have a situation where because of the the work that wasn't done or was done poorly by that department and by the Commonwealth attorney, a killer got loose and went to to, to another state and killed someone. No. That's that's a problem. Well, he didn't kill anybody in another state, but he did. It was a rape. Uh, yes, it was, it, it was a violent crime. Uh, you know, I'm not privy, and as is no one else, to to the exact terms of the mistakes that were made in that case because it's still an open case. Mm-hmm. Uh, but luckily I do have some Well, resor- it's still an open case, but yeah. they can't even prosecute it. So well, I don't they can, even... They can, and I'm, I, I feel that they will. Uh, like I said, it's still an open case, and they're, they're readily investigating it daily. Uh, and it's my understanding for, for what we can, again, what we can be told. I, you know, I'm not privy to any more information than anybody else just because right. I'm a candidate for sheriff. Sure. Uh, once I'm elected, then I'll be uh, brought brought up brought to speed on it. that. But sure. we, uh, like I said, I, I, I have access to some uh, pretty good police officers that, that have an ex- experience uh, with a lot of homicide investigations. Mm-hmm that are willing to come help us and see if we can get uh, some of these cases straightened out and uh, hopefully make some charges that, that will serve the public and the victims of the cases. Let's talk about the drug issue because, you know, I mean, I lived in Amherst County, don't, don't any longer, but I did for about, for about 10 years. Correct. And so the rural areas, you know, you got yes. the city of Amherst, but the it doesn't matter anymore. You think big cities, well, there's, of course, going to be drugs. Well, in the rural areas, there's meth houses and, and the, that kind of thing. So, And I know we, we, we beat this dead horse all the time about you know illegal immigration and the drugs that are coming over. Uh, what, what do you see uh, as, as getting into this position, how you can help curb that? You can't stop it, but you right. obviously with more police officers or Correct. sheriffs um, to come in and, and do that type of work. But what... What do you think? I'm going to add twofold. How do you get more people to join in? Because sometimes you have to pull from other departments right. from other places. But also, how do you how do you curb this this drug issue? Well, first of all, uh, you have to have an agency that people want to work at, mm-hmm. uh, and that's done through through pride and commitment and uh, caring for your officers and making sure you take care of them first, uh, and that'll make people want. 
people people are leaving law enforcement at an alarming rate. Right, it, because it's, if it's, loyalty it's, doesn't exist from the top down, it can't exist from the t- from the uh, bottom up. Correct. Too. Uh, and like I said, the, we're we're at an all time high for people leaving the profession. They're not just leaving to go to another department. They're leaving to go to Sam's and Lowe's. Right. And they're going into the civilian world to get out of law enforcement. Uh, and and a lot of that breakdown is is from the command staff and chiefs and sheriffs that and maybe not them so much as it is the city councils and the county mm-hmm. yeah, county the, board of supervisors the that the, poli- aspect, the politicians yeah. that do not support law enforcement mm-hmm. because of it suits their agenda or whatever you right. want to call it uh, again I said that I, w- I want to make Amherst County Sheriff's Office a destination for law enforcement officers to come work and uh, so hopefully we're going to feel those now. As it pertains to the drug crisis, again, we're no different than any other community, but we have it's bigger than any one agency can address on their own. Mm-hmm. So we have to work collaboratively with our schools, our churches, our civic organizations, and our neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. You know, people that live in a the neighborhood, they know what don't belong. Right. They know when something is out of place. Right. Uh, and not that we need your name and address, but, but we need that information that you have to give us a starting point sure. so we can begin to take care of that problem. I want to make sure that um, that I get the right information out on the situation. And the, and the, it happened four years ago, so there has been some time uh, between, between that where uh, Justin Sales uh, was... Uh, had charges dropped against him in a 2019 murder and malicious wounding case, killed one woman, shot another woman, uh, and and then he was found guilty of 46 felonious sexual assaults and uh, witness tampering and uh, violent crimes there in 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 New Hampshire, and that and that was dropped. Um, the the case has been dropped based on what I'm, well, I'm it was, reading. It was not crossed, and that, and that means the yeah. case can be brought back at any time. Okay, but you would agree that the longer, the more time that goes past, the harder it is to, I mean, well, uh, yeah, studies I, I studies mean, show the longer a case goes cold. Well, uh, of course it does because you know you have death of witnesses mm-hmm. and different things that can that can happen. Memories but, uh, and stuff, yeah. But again, I'm speaking on something. I'm not privy to the information, right. and, and no other candidate is either that's currently running. Mm-hmm. But we do know that there was failure from the sheriff's department. Absolutely. And and uh, and I think that's what people are concerned about. They yep. don't want this happening again. Uh, uh, well, I go back to my first answer. I, th- I think the citizens deserve better, and uh, that's that's my goal is to give them better in a, in a sheriff's office that uh, they don't have these issues and we have complete transparency and make sure we are built uh, or held accountable for any wrongdoing or actions that that are not done properly. So uh, when you go into to something like that, I mean, a lot of the people who are there during that time, they're still there. How yes, do ma'am. you begin to? Well, I mean, that's I, something I'll have to work through uh, with with the command staff that I put in place, and uh, we'll have to address personnel issues on a one by one basis and uh, see what see where those shortcomings happen. If uh, people want to find out more about your campaign, how do they do that? Uh, yes. Uh, of course, we have a Facebook page, uh, Robinson for Sheriff. We also have an email uh, address if they'd like to contact me at mrobinsonforsheriff at gmail.com. Uh, they can call me on my personal cell phone, 434-416-6226. I'll be glad to answer any questions, meet with anybody. Give that number one more time. 434-401-6226. Okay. And uh, do you have any more appearances between now and then? 
Uh, yeah, we, we're, we, we have some things going on in this, uh, Saturday. If, if I could, I could invite everybody to the American Legion in Madison Heights. We're having a Brunswick stew from 11 to three free okay. of charge. Come out and meet us and, uh, and have lunch on us. All right. Sounds good. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Mike, Thank you. thanks for uh, being here. Be safe out there as yes, you're sir. traveling around. It is 818 here on the morning jam. We're going to come back with a life hack that will help you out in many ways and of course your calls at 866-916-3776 turn on the morning jam with janet and mark 6 to 9 a.m. Life Hack Thursday on the Morning Jam. Morning Jam. Well, we've had a lot of life hacks so far. In this one, it's the hero of uh, the life hack world, the zip tie. Oh, gosh. Why I did love we zip do? Tie. What do we do love before zip ties. Them? When I did events, mm-hmm. I had a little uh, toolbox in the mm-hmm. back of my Subaru, and it had every possible every possible size of zip tie right because there's nothing you can't do with a zip tie. i know it. you can zip tie a car back together you after can you've zip been in an tie accident. a criminal if you have to indeed yes you can and they do they we may we may want to start carrying those around <laughs> for citizens arrest i don't know yes exactly um, you can also make a phone stand out of one. Oh, now this i want to see yep you uh just put a zip tie around either end put I that long piece that. down because they're really strong yeah and, and you could make the perfect little mobile So as you pull stand. it through, the excess is coming through. Yeah. That's part of the stand. Exactly. Man alive. Isn't that great? Now I know how I'm going to watch my movies. There's so many things <laughs> you can do. You don't have to buy a big old expensive stand right. for your phone. Yeah. That's a lot more secure than ones that I've bought. I can tell you that yeah. right now. And then it just slides off and you throw it away. That's right. Or you hang on to it and slip it on for the next time. If you wanted to. Yeah. I mean, they're so inexpensive. Well. You can buy. They used to be. I I, don't know that they are anymore. I bought some of mine at the dollar store. Back when they were a dollar. But have you even noticed the same things happening there? They've gone up to a buck 25 and you're getting fewer. I know. I know. Don't, it's even, once, it's don't by, even get me started on the Little Debbie by, Christmas tree cakes. Bidenomics. I mean, I know. he went out there and claimed it was the deal. <laughs> Bidenomics. Right. Exactly. 866-916-3776. You're on the morning jam. Hello? Did I not push the button properly? I don't know. I don't know either. I thought I did. Hold on. Maybe he's there now. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I'm... I can hear you now, Houston. We, uh, we, 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 we have got connection here. Uh, hey, did you know that zip ties are reusable? What? What is this sorcery oh, you speak no, of? No, can you can you flip the little tab up? Can you take uh-huh. like a, uh, a a utility knife and flip that little tab and pull it back through no, or something? No, 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 no. That's working too hard for a Democrat. No, what you want to do... <laughs> What you want to do is that if you have enough of the see-through, so you can take a regular uh, snips and just go right up to the collar mm-hmm. and just snip it off at the collar, and then you'll pull that off. Oh, and you can and re- whatever you what 
whatever you got left, then you cut a 45 on it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And now you can reuse it. Okay, I see what you're saying. Because you're so, just pushing the, the little well, edge you t- out. Yeah, you're, you're cutting it right behind the thing, pulling out the excess, and you have a zip tie that's a little bit shorter, but it can be reused again. Am I right you, on that? You are an Einstein. I'm going to give you credit for that. Exactly. <laughs> you are That's a thrifty exactly. man, sir. <laughs> I well, love it. We, when you don't want to go back to the store and you know you need three more zip ties, <laughs> right. you just have to figure it out. You so. get creative. Just, That's right. just real quick, because if this is like three times this week we've talked about football, I'm going to get... I'm going to get some kind of punishment after after the show's over. Oh, yeah. You, but you are pushing your luck. So go I, ahead. I am. But listen, I talked to our own Trey Lyle yesterday. He works at the, the CBS Sports affiliate that's in our building here and part uh-huh. of our part of our network. And I said, so give me the skinny on Liberty, you know, because he's a he's a he's a number cruncher. These sports guys are stats guys. Those, so they could have been, you know, physicists in real life, but they chose sports instead. Um his his dealio is this. He's given me a couple of scenarios. He thinks Liberty could go totally, you know, and and win every game, and and it could get him. A, he gave me a couple bowl scenarios. One of which was put out by ESPN, and he said it'll never happen, but it would be fun. Is that Liberty could play Auburn in a bowl game? Uh, <laughs> I know in Tampa. So what that means is they would play against the coach that left them last year. That would be against Freeze and Auburn. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. That would be fun. I might watch that one. He said highly unlikely, but it is one of the possibilities that's floating out there if Liberty goes undefeated. Well, if if that happens, we are all going to You and I are having a big party. Yes, absolutely. We we are going to J-Rose and... I will throw down such a spread like you've never seen before. Boy, now you're talking, girl. But but (laughs) but this you do have to give credit. You've got to give credit... To Coach Freeze, yes, he was the one that saw something in Cajun Salt Salter. Yeah, he did to to bring him from Tennessee to here. And mm-hmm. if it wasn't for him, someone else might have snatched him up. So we're sure. very blessed and fortunate to have him here in Liberty. Uh, but but yeah, there's a real strong possibility if they just take one game at a time. Mm-hmm. And and see how it goes. If they keep the injuries to a minimum, again, keep their grades up and stay out of trouble with the law yes. for the rest of the year. <laughs> yes. Wow. Um, I I think I think they've got something to work with. And and oh, and since you're talking about that, I I there is the word on the street now for the if the championship is going to be held here, if, if they have to win November the fourth, and the, then they have the championship here in Lynchburg. Then tickets will go on sale. So I've got to talk to my buddy that we've got season tickets and, yeah. and look how that's going to uh, yeah, we'll shake out. Yeah, so <laughs> we'll, we'll see how that goes. Well, All right, thank sir. you for calling yeah. in. We appreciate you always. Yeah, okay. Y'all take care of those zip ties now. Bye bye. <laughs> you too, Kev. Thanks, bud. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thrifty man. I yeah, like no it. Doubt. Who's the thriftiest person you've ever known? Um, I'm going to say my mom. And and what is the thriftiest thing she she, she ever did? She would always go to the sale sections of the store where clothes were on sale. She would she'd go get even even in her elder days where she would go up to save a lot, yeah. which is where you yes, save a lot. Right. She'd go to the ones that maybe had a ding can. It's because she'd even oh. save more. Would you, okay? Would she talk them down? 
You know, that she, can's pretty dinged. You my know, mother, my mother could talk anybody really? down. Okay. Oh my word. Yeah. I, I wouldn't even want to go to yard sales with her. They'd have 50 cents on something. She's like, I'll give you a quarter. Well, I'm you, like, stop it. You know about the, the sweatshirt story. I've told the sweatshirt story. I don't right? know. I don't Here, know. honey, I'd come down. You know, mom would always have some like clothes or something. She'd right. send me back to Virginia. Uh-huh. She'd go, Here's, hun- here, honey, your brothers didn't want this sweatshirt. Uh-oh. Well, it gets cold in Florida enough yeah. to wear a sweatshirt uh-huh. for a month or so. So there was a reason why this was a reject. So I, I get home and I put the sweatshirt on for the first time. I walk into the living room. My wife starts laughing. So what are you laughing at? She goes, did you look at, because it was a That's white it sweatshirt says. and it was a college football okay. kind of a thing. Yeah. And, um. She said, did you read the sweatshirt before you put it on or took it from your mom? I said, no. No. It's from mom. It's a sweatshirt. Michigan grandma. <laughs> mom got it on sale. Michigan grandma. Oh, she might win. Uh, although I will say, I went to and church. And I lost. I went to church I did with win, a man though. who was the cheapest man I've ever known. Right. I mean, he would save the condensated water <laughs> i i'm not kidding you wow off of the uh, heat pumps oh okay he would yeah. sit like at church he would like set a little thing under it oh, because Lordy. because it's distilled and you oh. can use it and i'm like you've got to be kidding me yeah. probably put it in his humidor for, i mean for cigars he was a great man he was no proud college grandma but right. he was you know a great man i still have that sweatshirt and i have fond memories so so thank you mom i know because i can tell that story on the radio or while like wearing I, the shirt that's right you need to wear that tomorrow please i gotta dig that out Hey, CBS News coming up with a uh, depressing, I'm sure, update on the I know, news. right? Hopefully they have found this shooter in, in Maine, in all seriousness. Uh, Kimberly McBroom, she has some local stories for us. Janet and I will be back with some local stories as well. And a life hack, I think, before we uh, call it a day here. And you can call us if you'd like to talk about anything that's going on. Of course, we're not hearing a lot about Israel and everything because of this uh, shooter that's still on the loose. Uh, give us a call. And currently we have uh, 52 degrees in Danville, 49 in Roanoke and Salem, 51 in Lynchburg and Bedford, 53 in Appomattox, 50 in uh, Monroe. Okay. There you go. I was pretty excited about the 80s temperatures, but now I'm having second thoughts. I know, because I, I got rid of a lot of my... like well, My shorts are they're still there, but it's like I've said goodbye to them. I know. You know, I'll see you next year. Right. Right. Unlike my friends who refuse to give up their flip-flops. <laughs> I told you about, about my friend that um, she came over Christmas Day, I mm-hmm. think it was, and, and there was snow on the ground. Right. And she hadn't been married long. And her, her husband's going around the side of the car. And I was like, oh, look at this stuff. The whole newlywed thing. Right. And, that, and, that, oh, and he's like so sweeping. Cynical. He's sweeping the snow. Look, I had a friend of mine... <laughs> put a post up yesterday right. that gave me a cavity oh no okay and and, and, I, and that's fine that but I, mm. so anyway the reason he was sweeping away was because she had flip-flops on mm. in the snow right right she refuses to give them up she will not put them away she right. won't do it my, both of my brothers are listening this morning yeah um laughing at you because no because they're giving me more things that mom did oh to be thrifty <laughs> Um, my brother Doug says she refu- she reused bread pla- bread bags. Oh, okay. She would reuse the bags. Oh, like that, sunbeam? you would get bread in. Yeah, some sunbeam bread bags. 
Wow. She, now, now keep in mind, mom was a um, mom was somebody that worked her way through the depression. Sure. So, sure. So they had that. If it happened once, it Look, can always happen again. You need to be writing this stuff down because so, pretty soon we're going to figure out why she was doing all that stuff. I'm right. telling you. So mom reused the bread bags. Yeah. That's that's from my brother Doug, whose birthday's tomorrow, by the way. Happy birthday ahead of time. I need to start saving them. And then uh, uh, Jimmy says, Mom, uh, save coffee and egg shells for her plants. Hmm. So, yeah. And and then, of course, when we cleaned her house out, my gosh, I didn't know there were so many. Her Tupperware was Cool Whip. Butter bowls. Cool Whip uh, things <laughs> and butter dishes. Right. And that was her, cool, her, um, her, her um, you know. Tupperware. So, so people are sending us. Well, I asked Mark the question: Who is the cheapest person you you ever knew, and and why? Um, Did you see the Filipino you guys, one? You guys are sending sending them in now, which I love. Four three four two four eight zero seven zero four. Cheapest person you ever knew, and why? Um, let's see. Thrifty is my Filipino wife who sometimes still does her laundry in the kitchen sink if it's just a few pieces. That way she's not wasting water Mm. and detergent. Okay. And hangs it outside to dry even though we have a dryer. I think that's smart. I have a drying rack. Mm -hmm. But time may come when I need that drying rack. Mom Uh, still would put her clothes out on the line. Washes undergarments, hangs them up in the shower, washes and reuses Ziploc bags, shops Mm -hmm. at Walmart, Target, and Goodwill. Right. Well, she's, she's got a better nature than mm. i have if she can shop at the walmart uh and of course plastic walmart bags for our small trash cans and other things did you read this one on the air about the the dad that's so thrifty it's almost embarrassing <laughs> no okay <laughs> okay why why is he so thrifty it's embarrassing that's what i want to know see people are afraid to give specifics because they're afraid they're going to hear it <laughs> that's why <laughs> That's exactly that's exactly what it is. Oh. Uh, my parents used old yogurt containers as drinking cups. You oh may win. Oh my! Wow. I mean, wow. I remember. Do you remember the little? Um, we used to say. Do you remember old English cheese from back in the day? Old it was in a glass cheese. jar, and mother would make a. Uh, I don't even know if you can still buy it, but it was like a fancy equivalent of cheese whiz. Okay. And. It was in a glass jar, and you would pop the the lid off. We used to have those those little jars as um, as juice glasses. Okay. She mother never threw one away. Well, okay. I a story. Okay. And my brothers are listening, so I can hopefully they're still tuned in. When we bought this house in Florida. Oh, okay. Do you yeah, remember I, that? I do now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So they bought this house in Florida. My dad bought it, and I don't know. Took my mom a while to forgive him um (laughs) because we ended up living there two years it was great we lived on the river so we went fishing all the time and crabbing and that kind of thing so it was a fun couple of years but i don't think mom was fully um fully supportive of the buy that my dad made with mom's best friend evelyn um but anyway because evelyn moved down there a year before we did she helped dad find this house i'm glad we lived on on mandy lane first um, because like I said, all the fishing and fun things that we did on the river, but that house had furniture and it had paintings, you know, and so I can't remember paintings up in, in Pennsylvania when we were kids. Okay. Um, so I don't remember that kind of stuff. I'll, I'm sure they were there, but 
I remember we took the paintings with us when we sold the house and we brought them over to the house that we lived and grew up most of our lives and, and sold when mom died. So those paintings still okay. were part of our, yeah, you know, life. Our, our decor. Sure. And so never got rid of those. And uh, so it was kind of fun, you know, hanging on to that stuff for all those, those and years. Sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. Like if it doesn't go with the house, mm-hmm. like if you have a certain style of house right. and then it doesn't really go sure. with the house. Like if you move out of a farmhouse and then you move into like a more modern thing, sometimes mm-hmm. that works. Sometimes it doesn't. But um, And we moved into a smaller home. Okay. But it had an extra lot and dad ended up building a garage and, and this kind of thing. But... Um, yeah, so it's it's just a lot of they didn't take here's the here's the bottom line in my mind. They didn't take anything for granted and that included right. things like plastic bags. Exactly. Because you didn't know when you wouldn't have them right. anymore. Mm-hmm. My mother used to use shower caps long before it was popular. She would if if daddy would bring them cuz he traveled a lot. Okay. And they would have little shower caps in the and he would bring them home to her yeah. in the little package. She would use those to cover bowls yeah. because she could reuse them sure. and not waste saran wrap that way. Yeah. So she would she would do that. Now they actually make them. Yeah, that, exactly. That, like cheap, you know, shower exactly. caps. Um, Dale, my my cheap white chocolate friend from Huddleston, <laughs> right. says that he hangs his clothes out to dry year round. He mm. hates using an electric dryer. Okay. He uses a lot of electricity. If you guys are, are concerned about your electricity bill, that is one thing that if you could invest in a decent drying rack, mm-hmm. you could, it would save you money. Sure. It really would. I use it because dryers are so hard on clothing, and I've got some clothing that's delicate, and I don't right. want to shrink don't want and to I'll do it that, that way. Yeah. Um, he says when it's freezing, he hangs them inside on hangers. Okay. Wow. Okay. Interesting. I guess, you're, I guess your wife is on board with that so teresa um, checking in saying that's a good one mom took old worn towels and sewed them into aprons nice. and then old worn blankets were used as filling inside of quilts she oh. would make and even parts of cut clothes and sheets okay would go into quilts well now my mother would would take um she would save because mother made all of her clothes mm-hmm. growing up and she was a marvelous seamstress like she could be on one of those shows right she was so good like the next fashion person. She could go, she would sketch dresses in windows and then come home and make them. Oh, neat. Really, really talented okay. that way. So when I say, you know, my mom made my clothes, it's not like, oh, you're so poor. Or mom made her clothes. No, my mom made my clothes. Right. No, I mean, I had great, I had great clothes yeah. um, that she would make for me. But she would save all of that and then she would make quilts and you could like, say i remember that dress and mm. i remember this outfit and mm-hmm. I re- so it was kind of cool oh yeah but now i don't ever remember I would go with that show you were it. talking about warren yes w-o-r-n warren stories warren stories yes which ended up being more of a war story because they did the nudist colony oh, but well, they only wore shoes i know they, that, that was their most important piece <laughs> of clothing so Ugh. my brother doug hopefully still listening this guy would in the nude other than shoes right went to his wood shop and would run a lathe and and all kinds of things without any. You'd have to wear an apron, though. I'm sorry. Give me an apron for that. Mm-hmm. Dale saying my wife made my wedding gown. My... Made her wedding gown, not his wedding well, gown. Yeah, not, not his. Yeah, made her wedding gown. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Uh, so did my sister-in-law, Jolene. As a matter of fact, hey, rabbit trail. Yeah. My brother, Jim. This whole show's a rabbit trail. <laughs> he says that you and I need to do 